This is the daily podcast from St Paul's Knightsbridge, an invitation to stop for not more than 10 minutes each day to think, to reflect and to pray. This week, and until the 23rd of December, straight talking with God, some thoughts on the grammar of prayer. Day 4, O Sapientia. December the 17th marks something of a change of gear in the last days of Advent and in the run-up to Christmas. At Vespers, the evening office, or of course in this country since the Reformation, at Evensong, from the 17th to the 23rd of December, the Magnificat, the Song of Mary from Luke 1, which is always the high point of the office, is, if you like, honoured by being given a special antiphon each day for seven days. The origin of these antiphons is lost in the midst of time, but there are fragmentary references to their use in the writings of Boethius back in the 6th century. And so these gems, these ancient liturgical fragments, are very ancient indeed. So precious were they deemed to be in medieval monastic communities that each of the seven antiphons was given to a senior member of the community to pray, to reflect on and to recite starting with the seventh most senior member of the monastic hierarchy and culminating in the abbot himself reciting the seventh and final antiphon on the 23rd of December. Why O antiphons, as they're called? Well, as we now know, because each begins with the vocative O, meaning that these antiphons are addressed to, well, in this case, each is addressed to Christ and addressed to Christ using one of the ancient epithets associated with Christ in the Church's reflection on Scripture, New Testament and Old. If Jesus Christ, the Church's thought ran, is the second person of the Trinity, co-eternal with the Godhead, then as the ancient Scriptures teased out understandings of who God was, these must, the thought ran, refer also to Jesus Christ. And so it is today, the 17th, that we begin with O Sapientia, which is to say, O Wisdom. Over the medieval gates of Aberdeen University, where long ago I studied, are inscribed the words Initium Sapientia Timor Domini. They're words from the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament, and they translate from the Latin as, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I always imagined them being uttered in threatening tones to undergraduates in past centuries by grim-looking professors. Aye, you must fear God, all very Calvinist and proper. But what today's antiphon suggests is not just that fearing God might be a positive thing and that godly fear is a bedrock of human wisdom. Rather, it claims that Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God. And that's a fascinating idea. In the Old Testament scriptures, in the Jewish tradition, mention is made of God's active presence in the world, hovering over the waters at the dawn of creation as spirit or ruach. But elsewhere, this active presence of God shaping creation is also referred to as wisdom. And Hebraists will tell you that what is striking about this is that wisdom, as a noun and a proper noun, is feminine not masculine. So God in creation deploys God's wisdom to shape all things, a feminine principle at work. 
And the Christian mind, looking back over the pages of the Old Testament scriptures, understood that this must mean that Christ is, in some sense, identified with the wisdom of God. The distinction is an important one. We may become wise by fearing God, but wisdom is of God. One of the most beautiful anthems in the Anglican tradition by Stamford is the last of his biblical songs, the Song of Wisdom, whose text comes from Ecclesiasticus and speaks of this wisdom of God coming forth from the mouth of the Most High, shaping all things for good. The theme is the same theme as this O Antiphon. We don't have time to listen to the anthem today, but it's worth searching for later on Spotify. Stamford's Song of Wisdom, Opus 113. Back to the grammar of prayer. We've already noted the vocative, the O, with which these antiphons begin, but there is more. On Wednesday, we talked about the imperative mood, the voice that makes demands or issues commands, even to God in prayer. And here in these antiphons, each day not only has the vocative O, and each not only speaks to Christ using some ancient image or epithet from the Old Testament, each also makes a request, even a demand of him. And on this, the first of the seven days, that demand is, Come, wisdom, and teach us the ways of prudence. That is, make us wise. Initium sapientia timor domini. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fear in this sense doesn't, I think, mean the sort of fear that makes your knees knock and your heart pound. That's terror. And, as the New Testament is quick to remind us, perfect love casts out fear in Christ we have nothing to fear. But fear in this context doesn't mean terror. I think it means a sense of awe, an attentiveness to God's presence, a willingness and a readiness to set God always before us or us before him, so that our minds are always reflecting, pondering, pursuing that mysterious relationship that exists between us, our neighbour and God through baptism. Fear in this better sense means being filled with reverence, always pondering, thinking, chewing over, never quite forgetting. Elsewhere in Proverbs is the sentence, as a man thinketh, so he is became the title of one of the great and very influential books of the early 20th, early 20th century by James Allen. In that book, Allen suggests that the way we think shapes our character. Over a lifetime, the thoughts we have in our minds shape us for good or for ill. To have in our minds constantly, or as constantly as we can manage, the active presence of God means that we will be shaped in godliness. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Setting Christ always before us changes us 
for good. O wisdom, proceeding from the mouth of the Most High, come and teach us the ways of prudence. As we listen now to the first of these seven antiphons, possibly time to still all that distraction that fills our mind with so much frippery and noise and wonder how we should think what should be at our heart and to allow the contemplation of God and God's goodness to take central place in us. You can join me tomorrow, Friday the 18th, as we turn to the next of the O Antiphons, O Adonai, O Lord and Leader of the Nations. 